0: about taking to heart just what makes us who we are. The church and us as individuals, the gospel, the good news about Jesus, that's our DNA. Let's talk some more about that as you're seated. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, amen i am the way the truth and the life not me jesus said those words the gospel dna the first marker of that talked about a couple of weeks ago as love for the lost you know that was jesus mission statement he said it himself i've come to seek and to save the lost That's why he was here. And that's also our mission statement to seek and to save the lost. Our love, our concern, and our care. It's not just for ourselves. It's for everybody. Not only those who've been found, but those who are still lost. A passion for the lost. It's like the disciples in Acts chapter 4 said, we cannot but speak of what we've seen and heard. That's part of what makes us who we are. Uh, The second marker mentioned was multiplication. And when that love of God lives within us and makes us who we are, it affects an individual, but another and another and another. And it's not just a matter of addition But that love, that concern, it multiplies. It's like having kids, I mentioned. 100% of our love goes to our firstborn. And then as God wills, we have a second child. It's not then a matter of 50-50. Well, number one child gets half my love and number two, the other half. Or if there's more than two, the proportion goes down. No, it's 100%, 100%. It's God's math a new kind of math that applies to us as individual Christians and it's true of us as churches marker number 3 that's where we go tonight marker number 3 is being grounded that's part of our dna now when i think about being grounded i think of that i don't know that was the first thing that came to mind an electrical outlet with a ground. Now, I'm no electrician, and I haven't been zapped, at least as far as I can remember. (laughs) But maybe that's why I can't remember. (laughs) But you gotta have something grounded when you're talking about electricity. And that's certainly true of a lot of things. A lot of things we need to be grounded, certainly in our faith, our faith in God. And he's the one who grounds us. That's part of our DNA. That's part of who we are as God's people. The DNA is Jesus. That's the beginning. That's in a word what our DNA is. Jesus said it, that he is real. He's not just make-believe. We're grounded in reality. God, his son in the flesh, Jesus He's real. And and that's important if we're going to be grounded truly. And he is the truth. I said it before. You've heard it. And you hear it again. I am the way and the truth, Jesus said, and the life. He's the one upon whom we can rely. That's why I said what I did to the children a few moments ago. St. Michael Congregation you are grounded in the truth in jesus that's so important and and while it may seem obvious you know it's important to say it's important to remember to go back to where we are grounded so that we remain grounded because you see truth matters do you remember that scene when jesus was put on trial and pontius pilate was trying to sort things out and he got confused and he didn't know what was what, and he looked at Jesus and he said, what is truth? A telling question, a thought provoking question. It's the kind of question that is still asked today. What is truth? You know, and so do I, a lot of people talk about my truth. What I think is true, or what's true to me in this particular circumstance. It's still hard to determine truth in everyday life around us. In culture, to be sure. In politics, people making up truth. People telling half the story or less or distorting the truth. And even when we face something like a serious health problem It's difficult. And day by day, we're trying to sort out the truth. And Pontius Pilate's words are ringing in our ears. What is truth? We need to be grounded in truth. Truth matters. It really does. Without it, or with only part of the truth, we get deceived. Without it, we act wrongly. We get deceived. We get hurt or we hurt somebody else. No truth and we have problems. Big problems. Very big problems. And, and no foundation on which to live. And that's huge. We need a foundation to live. We need to know where we stand and upon whom we stand. And that's why God gave us Jesus who said what he did about his identify, his identity. You know, and so do I, that lies, lies, they go a long way, don't they? In the very beginning, the garden, the garden of Eden, Satan said to humanity, Genesis chapter 3, he appealed to Eve and ultimately to Adam, said, you will be like God. You know, that sounded pretty good. That almost sounded like the truth. And it had a little bit of truth into, in it, but not altogether. Because you see, lies, they go a long way. And lies get disguised. They don't always look ugly. They are not always repulsive. In fact, lies and untruth come disguised, often as truth. And as something very appealing. And it's in 1 Timothy 3 that Paul made it very clear in a wonderful kind of way. 1 Timothy 3:15, the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of the truth. Because the church's foundation, you know, is Jesus Christ. I know you know it. It's important to say, to take to heart again and again, the foundation, the DNA. That's where we are grounded, in Jesus and in the Word of Jesus. You know, He's God's Word in the flesh. When God wanted to communicate, He didn't just simply write something. He didn't just simply say something or send us an early Valentine. He gave us His Son. And he put flesh and blood upon his son. And that son is the truth. That's where you and I are grounded. Jesus. If we subtract from that truth, then Jesus is just another human being. If we subtract from Jesus' identity, then call him just another prophet, we haven't got a firm foundation. And if we add... If we add to Jesus, then we've gone beyond him and therefore the truth. It's like that that old hymn, Jesus, Jesus, only Jesus. Does it sound like reducing everything maybe too much? It's not. It is not at all. You know, we just celebrated and come to the end of remembering our Lutheran schools and National Lutheran Schools Week. And, And we... Anchor those schools, our school, DSM, on the truth. Those kids, they know, they come to know, they're directed again and again to Jesus, God's Word made flesh. It's like this as we live together. I envision not a train where there's a lot of different things we believe, and Jesus is one of those cars and the train. Now, the image is a wheel couldn't find a picture, couldn't even draw a picture, but look at a a wheel. Jesus is the very hub. He's the center, the Christ-centered faith that we have. Everything points to Jesus in the scriptures, in our lives. That's what it means to be a Christian. It points to Jesus, and it goes out from Jesus. Without Jesus, there's nothing, and everything relates to Jesus. If it doesn't It's not part of the foundation. If it doesn't, we needn't hang on to it at all. It's true of God's word, the word that we have, the word that we read. If we subtract, well, then we end up with Thomas Jefferson's Bible. Did you ever see that? Hear about it, read about it? He took his Bible, and you know what he did? He cut out the parts he didn't believe. He literally cut off the pages the parts of the pages of Jesus' words that he didn't think were true. And that's not the foundation we're looking for. If we add to God's word, we have exactly the same problem. It's God's word and God's word alone. Jesus and the word about the word. His written word. Now, I say all this, because it's important. It's a part of our DNA and there are dangers. There's dangers that we often can come into contact with when we build on the truth and maybe even when we value it. You've heard of the Pharisees, yeah? The Pharisees started in the Old Testament. Did you know that? They started in the day when people had lost God's word, literally. The word of God was gone. They refound it. They protected it. They directed people to God's word. But then, you know, by the day of Jesus, it got out of control. They valued it so much, they went down a wrong path. And for instance, the Ten Commandments, you know, they said, you know, that's really too much. We need to get more focus. You know what they did? they made of the 10, 613 commandments. They broke it down into the minutiae, their thinking, their way of going about God's word. And distorting it, Jesus told them again and again during his ministry. The 10 commandments, 613, I don't know. Sometimes that's people's perception of our church. Maybe of our congregation, I don't know. But of our national church body, yeah, sometimes people think that that we get down to slicing things so thinly that we've departed from the truth and the foundation. We need to be grounded and still in that grounding to be pleasant, to be able not to to rankle people with mean-spirited charges. And sometimes the finger points at us for doing just that as a church body, we need to learn to listen and to learn and not just talk and certainly not to pontificate. St. Paul wrote to the Ephesians and he said, speak the truth, speak the truth in love. In love, that's part of our DNA. Grounded in the truth individually and as a church. It's important and when it's important and when it goes into action it flourishes God's Word the church it all flourishes you know sometimes people think in today's culture we have to kind of water things down for people to accept the Christian faith some do that but you know what that's not out the way of God And it's proven that those people who hold to the word of God, those Christians that anchor right there, that's where the growth happens. That's where the DNA works. And that's where Christians and their churches flourish. Guess what's happening? As in our culture, our part of the world, Christianity is less and less held to. In Africa... It is very clear, it is very plain what the truth is. And Christianity is growing. The Holy Spirit is working through being grounded in the truth in Jesus and in the Word about Him, the the Word of God. And that's what the gospel DNA leads us to do. Three things it leads us to protect the truth. Ultimately, that's God's work. Ultimately but it gives us a part in it, not that it all depends upon us, but it's part of our function. It's part of who we are and what we're to do. Do you realize that through history, people, when they copied the Bible, they counted the words, they counted the letters, they counted the lines as they copied to be sure that the word of God was protected, that it remained intact just as it was. Jesus said to beware of false teachers. And so taking that seriously, we protect the truth and we preserve it. We hang on to it in our lives, but also in our midst. I mentioned in the Old Testament days that God's word was lost. Sometimes it was buried on purpose because of warfare. They didn't wanna lose it. But then being taken away, it was buried and not found sometimes they just plain lost it. And sometimes all together, we need to preserve. And we do that. And we need to remember to preserve God's word. But finally, to promote the word, to promote the truth. You know, John, when he wrote his letters, put it so very interestingly and well. In 2 John, chapter one he wrote it has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth just as the father commanded us gave him joy and in his third letter he wrote it gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth telling how you continue to walk in it joy with the truth to be sure go go we go to seek and to save the lost you know i I talked about being grounded and first came to me about electricity and then i got thinking some more and maybe it's because my teenage years are past but you know being grounded by your parents do you remember any of that i don't maybe because of the other grounding problem or maybe At least my memory says I don't know that I was grounded that often. But hey, if you have been, if you are grounded, you feel shut off. You feel like you're missing something. Even a prisoner, you're not going anywhere. But the truth is, when we're grounded, we're free. We're free. That's what Jesus came to give us, freedom, we can really live. He said, I've come that you might have life. Life in all of its fullness. Not just a little bit. But in its fullness. That's where truth leads. That's what being grounded affects in us. It's having our feet on the ground. Our lives on a solid foundation. Our lives rooted in truth. The way the truth and the life jesus thank you lord for jesus may god keep you and me and us all in grounded in that truth some churches would say amen i'll say amen and you can too with our lips and with our lives